Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have Bioweapon Blues 11, assessing the death and disability from the toxic jab. So this will be, I'll show some videos, and then I will also do some slides. I've got a lot of information. I already have another show lined up, so a lot of things happening. But this first clip is Anthony Fauci uh, laughing in the face of his interviewer saying that he should be prosecuted. And this is a really good clip. A uh, comedian called JL Mock 4.0 made, so I'll play that. It's about this quest, uh, desire for amnesty for all the mistakes that have been made. Call a truce, okay? But according to your hat, you care about social justice. What does that have to do with anything? Why don't you care about justice here? I don't hear you demanding apologies or reparations because that would have to come from me and we just need to move on. But you don't believe in accountability for systemic injustices when you're the one guilty. Can't we just build back and move forward? I don't want to build back a system that allowed this to occur. Don't you want peace? I found this sign on the ground. Maybe you recognize it. Well, the real data now shows that the anti-lockdown governors were right. And the governors of states like New Jersey, New York, California, Illinois were wrong. Their people knew it. And many of them fled, never to return to those states. There has to be ramifications for the faulty decisions and the mistakes that were made. Otherwise, they'll just do the same power grabs the next time they announce a crisis. I don't know, maybe the next crisis won't be a pandemic. It'll be a climate crisis or a racism crisis. But those same types of experts will feel free to issue unconstitutional mandates and extend emergency powers for as long as they can get away with it. We need to sustain our investment uh, in COVID. So we still have work to do that was going to require ongoing investment from Congress, ongoing investment in our country so that we can continue to make sure everybody in our country has the protection that they need from COVID-19. How do we get protected from you? It's not enough to say we did the best we could or we tried our best. It's complex. We didn't know all the facts. In the real world, when people make mistakes, there are consequences. When companies make big mistakes, the company changes leadership or goes out of business. Heck, when a football coach keeps losing game after game, he usually gets fired. The public health officials who got COVID wrong, the governors who got it wrong, the senators who refused to speak up for children locked out of schools, they all need to be removed from positions of any authority. They cannot be trusted again with power, period. About vaccine. Um, and so this is a clip from it's uh, the real Anthony Fauci. So I'm going to show a couple of clips from that documentary. So I recommend people go check that out. There's obviously, not but he's lied about everything. So look at him. Uh, he's lied about everything. I wonder if he's lying about what this question is. Uh, 
controversy with uh, children's vaccines about whether or not they might cause autism. What is your view on that? There, there is, I have a strong view on that. There's zero evidence that the vaccines that were in question, particularly measles and MMR, have anything at all to do with the development. In 2016, when I met with, uh, with Tony Fauci, we had a very, very heated meeting. I was with Aaron Siri, who's another attorney, and El Tree and Leonard Edward sat across from the table. Um, him and Francis Collins and the other public health leadership. And I said to him during that meeting, you've been publicly saying that there are safety studies on, on these vaccines prior to getting a license. They say that there are none. There was an observer from the White House at that meeting. So he was under some pressure to defend his record. And he said, well, there are studies. And I said, can you show us any? And they made a show of looking through a series of briefcases and files to try to find what they were looking for. And they said, we'll send them to you. And of course, they never sent them. And at the end of that meeting. Like with their asthma, allergies, eczema. ADD, ADHD, insulin-dependent diabetes, you don't see those illnesses in healthy, unvaccinated children. So we needed to push that forward to create a, a generational customers for life because the drug companies, blockbuster drugs, were running out of patents because patents are about 20 to 22 years. Somebody gave me a transcript of a secret meeting that had occurred between the leading public health officials and the pharmaceutical industry that occurred in the year 2000. And the precursor of that meeting was an internal study that had been done in 1999 by CDC following this explosion in the vaccine schedule and that began in 1989. We started seeing the beginning of the autism epidemic and an epidemic of other neurological and autoimmune diseases. And when the first data set came back, it was shocking. Children who had received that vaccine had an 1135% greater chance of getting a subsequent autism diagnosis. 1135% higher chance. That's what it said. Kids who did not. They spent most of the time talking about how to hide these associations from the American public and what their strategy will be for conducting studies and ended up. So I think these people have been poisoning, poisoning people all over the world for decades. Very, very fraudulent studies. I got a hold of that transcript and I published excerpts from it in Rolling Stone and Salon simultaneously. And immediately there was a storm of controversy pressuring Rolling Stone and Salon to take down the article. You know, I was initially shocked to see this level of censorship and the control of the pharmaceutical industry exercises over the American media. I was doing at that time uh, probably 60 speeches a year, a significant part of my income, a lot of my universities and corporate events. Those speeches disappeared. I was writing every six months an op-ed for the New York Times, and they stopped publishing me not only on vaccine issues, but on any issue on environmental issues, etc. You get deplatformed if you tell the truth and or if you say anything that challenges government orthodoxies. So this is your president, pseudo-president, uh, just pushing, pushing for more death. Death in America is preventable.
virtually everyone, almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. He's pushing a certain therapy. He's, he's like a Pfizer representative. It's really unbelievable. Country's gone, man. It's, they're going to try to steal the election tomorrow, too. They're already just uh, basically signaling that they're going to do late voting and everything like that, hoping people don't get outraged. Five, ten. And then here he goes after the poor. So he's going after the poor here with the, uh, hey, you can get some free groceries. $20 off at your drugstore grocery purchase next or grocery purchase next time at the same time you get the shot. So we are looking at a winner of severe for unvaccinated. We are looking at a winner of severe illness and death for unvaccinated for themselves, their families, and the hospital will go soon overwhelmed. These like statements are not gonna uh... They're not going to go well over time. They're not going to season well for this guy. That's December 2021. I thought there was something that only the uh, White House said, like some kind of statement, but he did make this statement. And then here is uh, another monster, Trudeau, saying kind of the same thing. These are very recent threats. These are within at least one of the ones for Biden within the last two weeks, but this is recent too. Things to remember as flu season approaches is People have got to get vaccinated, uh, whether it's getting the flu vaccine or getting up to date in your COVID shots. Uh, there are actually uh, new formulations out now that are, are up to date to cover both Omicron and the yeah, tested on eight mice. Uh, strain of, of COVID. Uh, and we encourage everyone to get those vaccinations uh, to keep pressure off of our hospitals, of our frontline heroes who are working so hard uh, to keep people safe but also keep pressures off of our economy and communities. If we're able to get a high enough level of vaccination, we reduce uh, the danger of needing to take other health measures to make sure that we're all safe and not overloading our hospitals. Uh, and I look forward to continuing to work uh, with premiers like Premier Ford on uh, delivering uh, a strong healthcare system uh, for the future. I think one of the things to remember is flu season approaches is people have got to get vaccinated. And then this is October in October 27th in the UK, still lying. Days uh, of, of, of the vaccines. There were all sorts of outrageous rumors flying around, which have all been disproven. Um, uh, and, uh, and so, what do you say to people who are still skeptical and don't trust it? So, there's, as you say, been quite a few rumors about all sorts of things, not just vaccines uh, over the years. We know from both the coronavirus and the flu vaccines that the most common side effects that people get are a little bit of aching around your arm, sometimes some mild flu-like symptoms, being a little bit of a temperature or a bit of muscle aches. Those are completely treatable by taking some paracetamol, drinking plenty of flu. Seeing a different... And then this is the uh, amount of deaths and destruction to young kids that's coming in the future. So people need to be ready for that. By the way, in the delivery of babies and the health of the babies, this could be for either one of you. We'll start with you, Dr. Thorpe. Between the babies that are born by unvaccinated mothers versus those that have been injected? Yes, absolutely. It's true. Uh, there is so much avalanche of data from all over the world that I've reviewed. And I think I uh, sent you a, a slide deck, a PowerPoint. I mean, we're talking about birth rates declining 
all over the world, all the different countries of the world. I sent you those slides. Uh, catastrophic loss in birth rate, increase in miscarriage, increase in severe preeclampsia, increase in fetal malformation, increase in fetal death in the womb, increase in fetal cardiac arrest, fetal cardiac malformation, placental thrombosis. We're seeing a significant increase in preterm delivery. We're seeing uh, the, the babies that do survive. I'm seeing a significant increase in abnormal outcomes. My main concern with these babies, and I hope that it's not permanent, is VAIDS, VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S, Vaccine-Induced Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. These children cannot, these babies, these newborns cannot mount. They don't have a normal immune system. They are at increased risk for death and dying from autoimmune disease, from blood clot, from cardiac arrhythmias, and, and also from cancers and from opportunistic infections. It's a bloody disaster. I'm going to read. I'm going to read something from Thorpe. Um, hopefully, after this stream. And it wasn't until August of 2021. This is somebody who I quote often. This is Naomi Wolf. She's doing a lot of research on this subject. That the government of the United States issued a press release warning parents about an elevated risk of myocarditis, uh, especially in young men. So that's pretty criminal. You all know that myocarditis in young adults and, and teenagers has been a, a steady theme. Um, the internal documents are rife with heart damage uh, as well as neurological damages and other categories that are not as well known outside of the Pfizer documents. Um, but the fact that every single parent who let their teenager be injected before August of 2021, did so without the knowledge that he was risking or she was risking the, the heart health of their child, um, also was coerced. Uh, the, okay, Pfizer knew that <laughs> Pfizer boasted to the FDA that they would have to hire, and this is spring of 2021, 2,400 full-time employees in order simply to deal with the flood of paperwork being generated by the reports of the adverse events that they saw already and to deal with the flood of adverse event reports that they anticipated. Uh, I don't have a translation for this. This is a guy speaking in Chinese, but he's a business consultant in a TED style talk that said we have to fight COVID because in 10 years, the West will be brought to its knees because of long COVID, which will decim decimate most of its labor force. So, and you're seeing this subject of long COVID start come up, start to come up, and I'll cover that in the upcoming slides. But I wish I had this translated.
projected into October And this is about the inevitability of blood clots from October 26, 2022. When the COVID vaccine is, is, is injected into your arm, we now know that only 25% of it actually stays in your arm. And the other 75% is literally collected by your lymphatic system and fed into your circulation. So these little packages of messenger RNA, and by the way, in a single dose of a Moderna vaccine, there are 40 trillion messenger RNA molecules, 40 wow. trillion that are injected into your arm. So three quarters of these are taken, connected by the lymphatics, they go into your bloodstream in these little packages that are designed to be absorbed into a cell. But obviously when something's in your circulation, the only cells that they're going to get absorbed into is the cells around your blood vessels. And the place where absorption happens is in the capillary networks. In other words, these are the, the tiniest vessels where the blood slows right down. These are tiny, tiny vessels. So these little packages of genes are absorbed into the cells around the blood vessels at the vascular endothelium. The packages open, the genes are released, your body then gets to work reading these genes and manufacturing trillions and trillions of COVID spike protein. Here's where the problem comes. In a virus, in a coronavirus, that spike protein becomes part of the viral capsule. In other words, around it's part of like the cell wall around the virus called the viral capsule. But, but it's not in a virus, it's in your cells. So it therefore becomes part of the cell wall of your vascular endothelium. These cells that line your blood vessels, which are supposed to be smooth so that your blood flows smoothly, now have these little spiky bits sticking out. So it is absolutely inevitable that blood clots will form. So inevitable that blood clots will difference, by the way, in the delivery of babies and the health of the babies. This could be for either one of you. We'll start with you, Dr. Thorpe. Between the babies that are born by unvaccinated mothers versus those that have been injected? Yes, absolutely. It's true. Uh, there is so much avalanche of data all over the world that I've reviewed. And I think I should, uh, sent you a my slide deck uh, PowerPoint. I mean, we're talking about birth rates declining all over the world, all the different countries of the world. I sent you those slides. Uh, this is another guy. He's uh, interesting, Dr. Trotzi. He's talking about how this new shot um, is really dangerous for kids. Bloody disaster. Hello, friends. It's Dr. Mark Trotzi here. I want to call on all of us to renew and deepen our commitment to saving the lives of children as well as each other. Please do not let another child be poisoned, damaged, have their life shortened, or be killed. These fraudulently promoted dangerous genetic injections alter human cell activity, such that our own cells manufacture en masse the most poisonous and patented element of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the spike protein. In addition to directly poisoning many ACE2 receptor-rich tissues and organs throughout our bodies, this spike protein also causes mass immune system failure. It worsens coronavirus infections. 
poisons many organs, including our brain, heart, and reproductive organs. And as bad as all that is, it also causes a massive pseudo-autoimmune disease. Imagine a child's own immune system attacks their own cells, even their immune system cells, because they have been genetically hacked and are producing the foreign poison spike protein, which marks them for attack by our own body's immune system. United Kingdom data shows that children are up to 100 times more likely to die within eight months after one injection than they would be if they had not been injected. And this is not a mistake. This is a mass crime against humanity. It's mass murder and assault. And it's founded on fraud. So there is no indemnity for the perpetrators. You, like me, may not like war, nor want to live in it. But when someone else is actively killing us and our children, what else are we to call it? Denial is not the answer. So I'm calling on all of us. I'm calling on police, military, courts, militia, teachers, politicians, doctors, nurses, parents, and all good people to do. Heard about, for instance, the, the women who are having excessive periods. What, what do you think about that? This is Dr. Malone. I think that it can be explained by the effects of spike. Spike creates blood clotting, coagulation, and microcoagulation and contraction of microvasculature. And it damages vascular endothelium, which is going to compromise oxygenation of blood flow in placental tissues. Great. So is that going to be good for pregnancy? No, it's not going to be good for pregnancy. And it could explain the dysmenorrhea in part. Some of the heavy flow dysmenorrhea could be, um, that's often a sign of premature abortion. And um, in theory, there's a large study ongoing, but at this stage, even I have lost faith in the government in its ability to execute a well-controlled clinical trial. But they they've just said all pregnant women should go ahead and get it. I know. I don't, I don't understand it. I object to it. I object to this crazy push to vaccinate all the kids. It's, it's, it's the, you know, for me, I kind of like to try to pick my battles. And, and I'm putting my whole career on the line here. You know, if you, if you read that Atlantic piece, uh, my buddy Stan Gronkowski reprimanding me with an F-bomb in print uh, that I'm blowing my chance for the Nobel Prize. As far as I'm concerned, this is, this is a hill worth fighting in, in the, the, the position that what I care about, that I hope I could bend the arc of history just a little bit with, is the children and, and um, the reproductive integrity. Um, it, you know, if, if- Of the human race. I think that's something worth fighting for. And it, it might still be achievable. The five EU MEPs that have not gone completely insane speaking truth. We're pleased to have another hold another press conference today because of the events unfolding after the committee session of last 
Monday when our colleague, who I hope will still be able to join us this morning, uh, asked Pfizer a question and the answer was really what uh, made the news. Put in a nutshell, the cat is out of the bag. It was a gigantic lie, what they told us, that uh, these vac vaccines would uh, prevent you catching this virus or would prevent transmission. Well, none of that was true, as it turns out. And based on that lie, uh, all of the mandates, all of the lockdowns, all of the non-pharmaceutical measures as wearing masks, staying at home, curfews, all of that was based on that gigantic lie. And yet, they will not acknowledge it. No, they just go ahead with whatever they want to do with us. I would like to point out a couple of things um, from the EU Commission's action plan, uh, EU response to COVID-19 preparing for autumn winter 2023. As you might have guessed, the focus of course is still on these hazardous mRNA injections. Well, that's not surprising. So they've got plans to shoot people up with a toxic jab for another year at least. They would like to implement and coordinate effective communication initiatives and strategies to promote uptake of additional injections and complete the primary series of those who have not even begun yet, the unvaccinated. So once again, a particular group of the population is being targeted. And um, yeah, well, that's what they're trying to do. Um, they would like to increase vaccine confidence by debunking mis- and disinformation. Well, who is spreading the mis- and the disinformation? It is EU Commission, it is the pharmaceutical companies, it is governments, especially in the Western democracies. They are the ones spreading the mis- and the disinformation. They are the ones telling people lies. For what? So the pharmaceutical companies make profits and profits and profits. And the risks, well, guess what? You, the taxpayers, you will be left with the, the risks. <laughs> so we're members of the European Parliament. So this is uh, Dr. John Campbell. He's done a lot of shows, has a huge following on YouTube, and has followed the pandemic from the beginning, pandemic. And um, he's wondering about this EU investigation about the transparency. Asked Pfizer for copies of the contract that apparently Pfizer entered into with the European uh, Parliament, the European Union. This is uh, the level of transparency that they got back. And clearly, Mr. Terraz is not impressed with this. So let's look and we'll see if there's any detail on here. Well, no, we can't see too much because it's all uh, blanked out. So, what is going on here? Um, what, 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 what is happening? So. If we look here, this is, this is the introduction, 100 blanked out pages apparently were supplied. And this is the contracts for the vaccines, the COVID vaccines. And uh, Mr. Terras says this is how they were disclosed to us, from elected representatives, by the people, for the people, we would certainly hope. Now, um, there's also an ongoing issue here. This is the European Public Prosecutor's Office. And I've got the evidence for this here protecting European taxpayers' money from criminals. And if we log on to their news site here, we log on to this one, we see that the ongoing uh, European Public Prosecutor's Office 
investigation into the acquisition of COVID-19 vaccines in the European Union. So this is actively being investigated by the prosecutor's office. The European Public Prosecutor's Office confirmed that it has an ongoing investigation into the acquisition of COVID-19 vaccines in the European Union. Uh, this exceptional confirmation comes after the extremely high public interest. No further details will be made available at uh, present. But uh, we do believe we have something else to add to it at the moment. Now, um, this is uh, the full hearing of the Pfizer's representative before the European Commission. The full hearing is now there. It extends for well over an hour, but it's all there now and it's completely documented. Now, I had covered this last week, uh, my video based on available content at the time, and that is uh, there. Now, if you watch this video, uh, we noted the quite lamentable performance, really, I thought. Um, in some uh, companies using a more conventional... This is another human from hell. He's... Uh talking about them cutting corners for this vaccine. Which, which unfortunately, the schedule for that would probably not be uh, as quick as if this RNA platform that you know we've been funding uh, directly and through CEPI over the last decade. When will there be a vaccine? What do, how do you see that? People like myself and Tony Fauci are saying 18 months. If everything went perfectly, we could do slightly better than that. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have. And so governments will have to decide, you know, do they indemnify the companies and really say, let's let's go out with this uh, when it's we just don't have the time to do what we normally do. So 18 months is is about what we'd expect. We're doing everything we can. You know, we'll write checks for those factories faster than governments can, and they'll come along. It definitely shouldn't be money. That is interesting. He's cutting the checks. So you have public-private interests, basically fascism, with oversight maybe over this, this process. This is all very important stuff. But it should, should be you know, all the best constructs, full speed ahead, uh, science limited. As I understand it, then, from what you're saying, is that it may be that there needs to be some compromise in some of the the safety measures that may, would normally be expected to create a vaccine because time is so crucial? Well, of course, if you if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, uh, that takes two years. So here, you know, we have, we will, I think, be able to get some safety indications, but it, this is a public good. And so, you know, those trade-offs, the government's working on a cooperative basis will be involved in the decision to say, hey, the regulator says go ahead, even though you haven't taken the normal time period. So this, I've mentioned this, I think this is actually what started me off on this whole um, bioweapon blues series was the Died Suddenly Facebook group, which I read into. You can listen to the first, second, and third uh, portions of that and all the horror stories. But this is the guy who started Tiago, Fernando, Enriquez on Stu Peters. Why are they shutting down the beach? Why did they shut it down? I guess they don't want to hear the stories of the hundreds of thousands of vaccine uh, injur injuries and deaths. And these people are explicitly saying, this is what killed my loved one. They had no pre-existing conditions. They were perfectly healthy at the peak of their physical condition. And they got the shot and they dropped dead. 
Yes, that's correct. And they're just stating their stories and uh, Facebook and all the other social media platforms are just ending them. Well, you're beating the censorship. This group has now over 100,000 followers. I'm a member of the group. I can't believe some of the things that I'm seeing in there. It's frustrating because we seem to have been warning about this now for two years. How are you escaping being banned now? Uh, it's difficult. Uh, you know, they keep banning us. I'm an artificial intelligence programmer, so I know what to look for. I know what their algorithms are looking for. Um, it's talking a lot. On the previous group, as you mentioned, had 300,000 members, and this one uh, over 100,000. But I'm looking to move on to uh, my own platform. Yeah. Uh, which is the same thing that we had to do after being banned from Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and virtually everywhere else, StuPeters.com. So I'm assuming that uh, Dive Suddenly News is going to have its own website? Yes, that's correct. It'll be DiveSuddenly.News. Um, it's going to have everybody's stories, and more importantly, it's going to have uh, all the statistics and analytics from around the world. And you'll be able to plug in in real time and... Uh, look at everything and, and uh, assess everything of what's going on on a geographical level. What made you start this in the first place? Were you just hearing stories of people dying suddenly? Yes, and I had uh, neighbors of mine who had vaccine injuries and a couple that had deaths here in my local area, so I just started the group and see if I was the only one seeing all this. This was almost about a year and a half ago. Clearly, you're not the only one seeing it. How quickly did this new group sort of over 100,000? All uh, two weeks. Unbelievable. What are some of the most shocking stories that you've seen or heard? Uh, I got Anyway, that's the, the video that I had. I don't know why the um, came out funny that way, but came out sideways. I'm really more interested in the audio. But here are my slides. Go back. Turn this on. Um, <clears throat> this is a meme of Molech and Pfizer and the FPTA handling your children to death. And you're going to just, some of these stories, they're starting to come in. So it's a catastrophe. And then this is Bill Gates. When a guy has enough money to end world hunger and poverty, regenerate the soil and clean the oceans, instead chooses to pump his money into GMO mosquitoes, blocking out the sun creating fake meat, and most importantly, producing toxic vaccines for 7 billion people, you have to ask yourself why. Yeah, you do. Gates also got in trouble in Kenya as well. Uh, a lot of women were sterilized. So this is the, this kind of even preceded when I started reporting on the whole kill shot, and this was the clots that were being pulled out of people's bodies. And Nobody, they've never been seen before in human history. So, <clears throat> this is Paul Alexander. I've mentioned him a lot. He worked under Trump. Just must never forget Biden called it a pandemic of the unvaxxed. Trudeau and unvaxxed were racists. Um, we now know Pfizer did not test for infection transmission. Never forgive, they had blood on their hands. And this is the stats that came from Peter Halligan. I've mentioned him as well. So his thing was multiply these numbers. So you got the global deaths at 25.13. There's other people whose statistics have looked at, looked at this. And then the injuries are off the charts. 
It's uh, I think that he had the stats from Western Europe and the U.S. or the reporting countries, which added up to one eighth of the world's population, or the people one eighth of the people who took the vax. So it's just incredible. Then it's a it's a global catastrophe. And I've included this because it's not the full picture. He writes these estimated twenty five million jab deaths do not include the following. Deaths reported in UDRA from August 22 to 2022 to date. Deaths after future jabs. Future deaths from delayed effects of past or future jabs such as cancer, miscarriages, and stillbirths. Many deaths occurring around the peak of about five months after vaccination. Reflecting the recency bias, bears in UDRA tend primarily to report deaths recurring soon after vaccination because these deaths are more likely to be considered by healthcare providers to be related to the shots and later deaths. And then most lockdown-related deaths, including those from suicide, homicide, or delayed diagnosis of cancer, heart disease, and other deadly diseases. So it's just an incredible catastrophe. It's not even funny because you can't quantify these people. And I'll go through some of the people who um, decided to end their lives because they've just been sick for so long. Jerry, you had four people die from the shot in your immediately family. Is that correct? Can you write about that? I'll tell your story right here if you can put it into the comments. If anybody listening to this has vaccine injuries or deaths or anything suspicious, put it in here and I'll try to read it. I'll try to include it in there. There's another monster, Walensky. This is the same booster that my employer is requiring employees and students to leave a comprehensive place to quit COVID. So she took that too. That's a monster. She actually took it and got sick. And a lot of these guys have gotten sick. Almost all of them have taken it and said they got sick, which uh, tells you, should tell you a lot. These are recent, September 22nd, 2022. October 13th, Rochelle, it's vaccination week of action. We approach colder weather in the time of more indoor gatherings. Time to get your updated vaccine to protect yourself, your loved So that's the same story. Protect yourself, loved ones in your community. That's why you're doing it, but you're ended up dead. Wow. So Jerry said, my 24-year-old niece, she died from a stroke in her sleep four months post-vax. I'm sorry to hear that. It's terrible. This was a um, poll on Blaze. It says, who poses the biggest threat to America, China, Russia, or Biden? And two, 2,400 votes, Biden, 85%. This is Ben Shapiro. He's changed his story on the vaccine. I'll have another video of him in the next series. But uh, he was one of those people. Who's like he he believed the, the story. The vaccine is ninety five percent effective. This is uh, December twenty twenty. Ninety five percent effective in preventing you from getting the virus and also mitigates the severity of the disease. Ninety nine percent of those who actually get COVID will survive. Elijah responds. Your immune system has a higher success rating. Think about it. And then Ben responds, in other words, get the vaccine dopes. This is Alexander again. CDC openly lies to the nation repeatedly. And here they do it again when they say it is up to the states to implement the 15-0 vote placed to place COVID gene injections on child immunization schedule. And what it is is that they, the CDC lies. They say that it's up to you, but the states have already gone into the position that they will just follow the recommendations of the CDC. So um, let's see.
the architect writes, have you noticed that healthy adults and children are dropping dead from the poison, but geriatric career politicians seem to be doing fine? Do you get it yet? Good point. I've stated this before. Why are all these older wealthy people, they all seem to be fine. And, uh, This is Jeremiah. He writes, my mom and two of her cousins went for the carrot. At the same time, all three were hospitalized the same week a year later with blood pressure over 200. And Barbara writes, the problem isn't, isn't just pharma. It's the entire establishment and has been for decades. I agree with that. It's just kind of come to a head now. Kate writes, an ICD was recommended to be placed in the athlete's chest after doctor were unable to determine the underlying cause of the sudden cardiac arrest, quote, we were shocked. It didn't seem real, unquote, his mother said. He's never had any sign of heart issues. It just came out of the blue. And the title is Doctors Are Baffled. Doctors are baffled after 18-year-old athlete suffers cardiac arrest during tennis practice. Walensky is a liar and did not take any shots. Look at how she fumbled her words recently when asked how many at the CDC took the shot. Yeah, good point. Six companies own the media, food, pharma, et cetera. Very good point, too. Concentration is not good. Two children in my area, Bonnie writes, were given adult doses, but they're doing bad health-wise. Parents are suing. Surprise, the parents are doctors. Yeah, there's going to be tons of lawsuits. And this was something like that. I think Robert Kennedy's been working on is the old... Uh, association between the vaccine schedule and other illnesses, which is this uh, 36% higher risk of asthma in some kids who had vaccine-related injuries. So it's federally funded study reported a positive association between vaccine-related aluminum exposure and persistent asthma. And that should be a given because aluminum is just a known neurotoxin. It's obvious. David writes, my father was 77, insulin dependent, diabetic. All his numbers were good. He took the shot in February, died in October and Saturday of that. Anna writes, my cousin suddenly died at ages 38 and 44. They both drank and smoked a lot, but the timing is suspicious. One in 2021, the other 2022. Sabrina writes, know several young people around 40 with detached retinas, several strokes and myocarditis in 40-year-olds, all within days of carrots and boosts. Everybody seems to have a story. And then I think there's Biden's um, had, had an executive order on September 12th about transhumanism, which I think is very telling. In the executive order, he clearly states it is important to fund the development of technologies that can program cells to reprogram our biology the same way that you program a computer program. And then these are people talking about kind of long-term COVID and the title on this is, Could the Long COVID Hold the Key to Curing Chronic Fatigue? Because it's like chronic fatigue. And then this person went to Germany for a pharisist treatment, which I don't even know. I, leave, I had to leave my husband and three children for three weeks to obtain treatment for microclots. Our blood is clotting. Why on earth is government's not paying attention? October 24th, 2022.
A new study shows that long COVID post-viral chronic fatigue and effective symptoms are associated with oxidative damage, lowered antioxidant defenses, and inflammation. This is interesting. Wake up world. I think there's an imminent force of evil in the world that people almost accidentally, but sometimes knowingly tune into. Once tuned in, reality is transformed and the most wicked acts like forcing deadly and useless drugs on children appear to be benign and normal. And then Giacomo responds, it's sad, but necessary. Natural selection. So this is the Darwinist view. Natural selection is always this way. You either wise up on your 18th birthday and figure out what it, that one sworn you genesists are offering you free, quote, healthcare, unquote, you better say no, or they will teach you a harsh lesson. Pretty rough. And then these are people who died. My fr uh, Same thing happened to my friend's sister. She dropped on the soccer field while playing and died. She was 24. Autopsy results inconclusive. <clears throat> Dr. Urso writes, 95% of corpses have received COVID vaccination within two weeks of death. Funeral director. And then there's quality standard issues. That's Peter Halligan, October 24th. So there's a long problem, long problems. And I've mentioned this, I think I forgot his name in one of my earlier talks. His name was Hadley Reese, R-E-E-S. You can check him out. But he's also been a pharma critique. And he writes, he's exposed the appalling quality standards in the manufacturing of vaccines of both Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech. BioNTech is now controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Along with Moderna, it is a startup company financed by, quote, vulture funds, unquote, at the EU state and private individual levels. Not only are they toxic when they're produced correctly, they are even more toxic when they're produced incorrectly. So Hadley Reese writes about the supply chains and broken supply chains. Like this uh, warp speed, wow, it's a disaster. Just everything, you just look into every aspect of this whole thing and it's just another side, another facet of disaster. The production of these was poorly done, the distribution, the propaganda, just everything's a disaster. Infowars right here. Richard Hirschman says he saw increase in deaths by the fall of 2020 as well as increase in clotting. It's Theo writes, when Biden screams, I beat pharma, what he really means is I got 8.2 million in donations from them and in return helped them print almost 100 billion in profit last year. His speech, I've been fighting pharma my entire career. My entire career, and we finally beat pharma. Dr. Muhammad uh, writes, MNRI vaccine produces spike protein in cytoplasm by mutating genetic code, causing damage to endothelial cells, heart and blood vessels, clots and legs, lungs and heart, brain, paralysis, azuspermia, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease. That's October 25th, 2022. And The Lancet, this is used to be a prestigious journal. I think it still is, but they write uh, severe COVID-19 outcomes after full vaccination of primary schedule and initial boosters pooled analysis of national prospective cohort studies of 30 million individuals in England, Northern Ireland, and Scotland and Wales. These findings are very problematic for the vaccine advocates for these are very people in the gene injection supposed to help. It is non-sterilizing, non-neutralizing, does not protect the upper airways, and does not effectively or properly protect the lower lungs from severe disease. 
UK government ignores the electorate and declines an inquiry into COVID vaccine safety. You, if you don't look, you can't find anything. This is another good writer out of the UK, Joel Smalley, S-M-A-L-L-E-Y. I'll try to remember to put links to these in the show notes. More than 100K citizens signed a petition for the UK government to open a public inquiry into COVID-19 vaccines. Inconsistent statements by Biden. There's a lot of problems with us speaking to an experienced Australian emergency nurse and asked her what they're seeing. Less super sick SARS-CoV-2, but lots of cardiac arrests in really young people. Two new studies show people with long COVID lose about 30 to 40% of the blood flow to their brain when upright. Increase Interestingly, this is Hannah, cerebral blood flow is still abnormal even when POTS symptoms improved and remained abnormal even at 30 months after infection. Peter Halligan, again, a guy, quote, let's pray this conspiracy theory does not turn into conspiracy fact, worms and nanobots. I mean, it's just a nightmare. He did a full article on that. I should probably just read that article if I can get his permission. I did read a whole other article about... Um, Mis and disinformation and orthodox and heterodox ideas. And you can, that was my last one on the subject. You can listen to that. I think it's important because it shows kind of what's going on maybe underneath the surface. Yeah, a lot of people lost jobs. So it's just a real disaster. But I think that that's done for today. I'm going to just finish this. I'll finish this and just call it number 12 and I'll do that tomorrow. But thanks so much for listening, guys. Appreciate it.